If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the A&N After Show. I'm Lindsay Loveridge and Jackie Jing and AJ Cosway are both here with me to talk about the latest episode of My Hero Academia. But before we do that, I just want to remind everyone again to head over to Kaimono Merch to check out Anime News Network's new merch line that we've got going on over there. And to also make sure to sign up for our newsletter that's going to be launching very soon. We're in the, the final tweaks of it, I think, at uh, slash newsletter. Um, also, uh, I got my first COVID shot today. If you haven't signed up to get your vaccination shot, please check to see what's going on in your state. I live in Washington and it just opened up for everyone over the age of 16. So I got right on that. I went to Walgreens. I let them stab me in the arm for my first Moderna. I feel like absolute crap. And we're going to do this anyway. Yeah. Commitment. So yeah, very important, especially if I want to see any of you guys at cons coming coming up. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Want cons back. You have to go get vaccinated. And if for health reasons you can't get, get vaccinated, tell everyone around you to get vaccinated because it's important to get that herd immunity going for those of us who can't uh, get the vaccine. So that's me plugging for the CDC today. This episode's not sponsored by them, I promise. Um, before we get uh, going, we only have a little bit of news and then we're just going to be uh, talking about heroes um, all all, all the time, all day, every day. So before we get started, though, there's uh, Castlevania news. And the Castlevania series, I think a lot of people have been watching that. It's on Netflix. And there's been, um, I think, three or four seasons so far. Three I watched seasons. the three seasons so far. And I watched the first one and really, really liked it. And for some reason, haven't I haven't come back for the later ones. It's still sort of on my to-do list. But... You know, I was big on like Vampire Daddy destroying all of humanity because they killed his wife. That's, you know, that was like a plot I could get behind. <laughs> but uh, Netflix, uh, they just announced that um, they're going to do the last season on May 13th and that they're looking at maybe doing like a spinoff, like something in the same universe, but with new characters. So I'm not really sure um, what that might, you know, have in store. Since these last ones, it's all based on. Konami's um, video game franchise yeah. loosely, right? Like, yeah, loosely. It's a mishmash, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of combining different things together. So, I would think if they did a spinoff, there aren't any Castlevania spinoff games, are there? Like, it, there's it a ton. On, yeah, it depends on what you classify as a spinoff. Yeah. yeah, like the whole Belmont family. They could even do an entirely different like Belmont era. They kind of like have a jojo's thing going on where there's like different melmonts you know what i mean so i mean they could follow that route for sure um i love the first season i'm with Lindsay. um also it was gory af and i mean just gorgeous vampires like i was like okay cool i'm here for this um and then i were like whipping dudes heads off and stuff in there it was just like over the top like crazy yeah, and then um, I, I love the game, too. So, like, I really enjoyed the series. Um, I thought that the third season was, like, solid. Um, I wasn't, like, blown away by it. Like, I was when I saw the first season, the second season. Like, they were just so gory and so fun. Like, the third season, I was like, oh, this is – it was fun, but it just, like, didn't blow me away. Um, yeah. But I'm like I, – I, I watched the fourth season. For me, 
this series was all about the gore. You know what I mean? Like they just they had really gory, good animated scenes. So like y'all know me, I love that stuff. So I was like, this is cool. I'll watch it. I'll throw it on in the background for sure. So a fourth season. Watch it while you fall asleep. Yeah. Fall asleep gore. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm here for a fourth season. I think um, Adi Shankar. He, I think he's, I forgot his like official title. I think it's like showrunner. He, he's like the pro- he's the head producer. I yeah, believe. he's um such a character, <laughs> and I've like interviewed him a few times, and like he just cracks me up. And I, I think he's super creative. And the one thing I love about him is that he mm-hmm. is a fan. You know these titles that he takes on, so they're very near and dear to his heart. So. Um, you know, I think we all get a little nervous when we see these adaptations because we're like, how well do these people know the source material? But um, to his credit, he does know the source material and he does pay homage to like the little things and there's a bunch of Easter eggs and they bring back like epic songs. You know what I mean? So I'm excited. I think the fourth season will be solid. Doesn't he also have like a really cute dog? Adi? Adi Shankar? Yeah. I thought oh, he I like... I don't remember him tweeting about it, but maybe he did. I, I thought it showed up in that that net, like uh, that controversial Netflix documentary, Enter the Anime. I did not watch that. Uh, really shouldn't. But the only yeah, part of I it know, I was like, I worth watching, that. like I think you get to see Adi uh, Shakar's dog in it, and it's like oh, gosh. one of those cute little dogs. I don't know if it's like a Pomeranian or something. I don't know. That's the only thing I remember from it. That's the only thing that like I lodged in my memory after watching that documentary. Was like, oh, he's got a cute dog. That sounds about right. Yeah, I've seen all three seasons of Castlevania and yeah. I was kind of in the same boat of a lot of people where when it was first announced, it's like, oh, another video game adaptation. Please be good. Um, it was good and it was good. Yeah, yeah. I it, it was so weird because it was Netflix. I want to say could be wrong but i want to say that was netflix's first big push to like making their own western anime um like borrowing from the aesthetic of anime and everything but pretty much making it like a western game of thrones type of thing with all the gore and and blood everywhere like this isn't your your kids anime or anything like that that's kids stuff yeah it's that's kind of the impression i got and um i thought i love the it's so weird calling the first season the first season because it's just four episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got the impression that they weren't sure how well it was going to do. So they just said, let's just release the first four episodes, see how well that does, and then we'll release the the remaining eight as a second season. I remember Voltron did something like that similar where they just cut up the seasons really weirdly. Um, and I liked it. I've been a passive fan of the Castlevania games. I didn't grow up with Nintendo, so I didn't play a lot of the old school ones. I played a couple of the later ones. And I liked the approach of, we're going to adapt, it seems like they were adapting the third game, which was like a team type of game. Um, like, Cypher is from the third game, and Belmont teams up with, with Alucard in, in the third game. But the aesthetic was very much from the uh, Symphony of the Night PlayStation game. Um, where Alucard's the main character in that. And then we got to season three, and I have so many mixed feelings about season three because it does yeah. a lot of things really, really cool. The writing the writing kind of has this... Uh, the right, I'm going to ignore talking about the writer because there is some controversy around him specifically, but he is very good at writing very, very tight, punchy dialogue. Like I can listen to these characters talk all day and never get bored of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as season three kind of left a bad taste in my mouth towards the end, because there was a lot of bad stuff that seemed to happen for like almost no reason. Uh, um, like just to create conflict or it was kind of like, um, what's that term? Uh, torture porn. Oh, Oh yeah, there was some stuff that was a little over the top. Yeah, like it was particularly this, like, in the last few episodes. And I'm, it's funny because I love gore, but like I, I'm also the same mindset where it's like, okay, like it's cool to show like heads blowing up and like you know blood splurting everywhere. But there was like one scene where this like guy's face got ripped off, and it wasn't funny. Like in Dorohitoro, like it was yeah. like really, really like over the top. And I was like, I'm kind of okay on this. 
and I, it, AJ, it's funny you say that because I think that they just like they came out and they were this dark, you know, Western uh, kind of like animated series, and they wanted to be so heavy and dark. And I think that they just kept on trying to lean into that more and yeah. more. But season three, it was just like, dude, we got it. Like we liked season one and season two. Like you don't yeah. need to yourselves here. You know, trying to keep pushing That's the envelope. Yeah. I, I think I'm not saying they pushed it too far it's a little hard to say because season three was like season two ended at like a a conclusive point they did what they needed to do and honestly if we didn't get anything after season two i think that would have been a fine solid story and then they said oh we're gonna make a third season and the third season felt more like setup and lore building and then when you get to the end you're like okay what happens now like you you basically dragged everyone through the mud and then you just stopped and i think that's why i left a bad taste in my mouth because and and i wasn't even sure if i was going to watch the next season but now that they're like oh this is the last one like okay let me see what the resolution of all of that you you set up is and the the second part of the announcement was this is going to be the end of this story but we might have spinoffs i could easily see them turning this into a big Maybe not cinematic universe type of thing, but a big like telling different stories in different worlds. Like maybe have Hector as the main character for his own story because he is he does he is one of the main characters in one of the games. Um, or have fast forward a hundred years and have Alucard just be the straight up main character like he is in Symphony of the Night. Because the thing about the Castlevania franchise is they're all spinoffs and sequels at the same time. Like the lore is that Dracula returns every hundred years and a new Belmont descendant is supposed to stop him. Oh, okay. Then was, they yeah. kind of fudge that up and they're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have made that a rule because now we canonically need to have all of these games take place a hundred years apart. So we can't oh, yeah. reuse any of the same characters from all the games. And there are some games that don't focus on the Belmonts at all. Like I said, some focus on Hector, uh, some focus on um, basically like uh, women facsimiles of the Belmonts. I think they can get a lot of mileage out of that, but I I, I wonder who will be writing. I feel like uh, Adi Sankar will still be producing them. I'm curious who will be writing and directing them moving forward. Like if they get different creative teams for every spinoff season, I think that can be a lot of fun. Like and yeah. it all takes place in the same world. Well, also you guys know he announced like a Devil May Cry show a couple years ago and like oh. we haven't seen anything about that in a while and dude devil may cry what a fun video game and then you know like the anime was okay um at least the one that i saw i think there was only they like made an adaptation i forgot there was, was a like, devil may cry right? yeah it's, it's old it's old like it's, it's got to be like odds for sure um yeah. but but the games were amazing and like there's just like this great rivalry between him and his brother. And like, I don't know. And Dante is just like the ultimate badass, in my opinion. I mean, he's got like white hair and wears a red leather jacket. It's like just the dopest, but like, we haven't seen anything. So I don't really know, but I'm just confused. Cause like they're making another season and Audie was so hyped about this devil may cry show. Am I alone? I haven't seen like anything about it. No, I, it looks well, like the last time it was put out about it was in 2018. Yeah, like it, was, I feel it, was like an, it was announced, announced. in twenty eighteen. Yeah, you know? um, but there could be contractual obligations that he had for Castlevania with Netflix, so he couldn't yeah. start working on it because he was locked in a contract. Like, you know, how long did it take for Battle Angel Alita to come out? Mm-hmm. Wasn't yeah. twenty eighteen also when Devil May Cry five came out? Like the game? Yeah, it came out close to the video game. Okay, maybe they wanted to put things on hold until like the game was able to circulate for a bit. They just remastered it for the PS5. So maybe yeah. once this season is done, he can focus all of the attention. And then they needed to make season four. So yeah. maybe once that's done, they can shift all their attention on that. I'm, uh, I'm reading the, the article from 2018, and this is a, a quote from Shankar. He told IGN, quote, I've acquired the Devil May Cry's uh, writes myself so the jabronis in Hollywood can't fuck this one up too. <laughs> He's a great I, yeah. I actually think I did that interview with him when I worked at IPS. And he said jabronis? He definitely did. He's obsessed with wrestling. Oh, uh, like okay. Obsessed. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's a super creative dude. He, I think both interviews he came in with full wrestling like makeup on. You know, like his face is painted white and he had like a gold star in his eye. 
you know? Oh, so kind of so, like, yeah, wrestling or kiss or something. Yeah, like yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. I, I think it was more for wrestling, but like, yeah. I mean, he's funny. He's a great interview. He's also extremely nice. Like a lot of times you only get those showrunners for 15 minutes. He like sat down for like an hour and we geeked oh. out about Castlevania. So I was just like, you don't get to have that opportunity very often. So it's yeah. nice when, he, but he was just so excited to talk about it because he's also like, it's just as nerdy as we all are about these games. And yeah. Games, you know, so. And he's just totally committed to his image, which is, you know, it's cool. He did. Yeah. He's got to do a wrestling anime or something. He, you know, he did tell me and, this is kind of funny. He told me if he could adapt any um, like anime into live action. I think it was My Hero Academia is what he said he wanted. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Tiger Mask, which is like a really well-known wrestling anime. So yeah, like, Tiger he's Mask. A big, he's a big My Hero fan, which yeah. would make sense, I think. It's got yeah. like some wrestling superhero-ish stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which, right, that's well, the only headline, so I guess we're That's all we had, unless, uh, although Jackie promised to give us a quick tour of her new condo that she just got painted, and it's like, oh my God, I feel like it's like adjacent to my office, though, because look, you're purple, and I'm pink back here. I know, we're the cutest. We're, yeah. we're just so cute. Okay, so I didn't make my bed, and this place is kind of insane, but I don't think you guys have ever seen my PC setups. No, totally wow, PC. lady. Yeah. I, I think I saw yours on TikTok. Yeah, yeah like, so like yeah. I put on like here's my like a production setup. station, and they put these um little like wallpaper video games. Oh, the yeah. so nice, and it's purple, so that's cute. Um, of course, I just threw up that wall scroll. I got to throw up another anime one. I'm not sure which one I want to do yet. Yeah. And then I have um this these little light up thingies, and they added these stripes, and I have the LED lights. This thing lights up, but I lost the controller, so I got to find that. Um, <laughs> Is there a box somewhere? Showing you guys my like epic, um, you know, I just have some some of my yeah. favorites here. Is that Kylo Ren? This is Kylo Ren. I just I randomly threw him in there. I don't know why I love him. <laughs> um, I got this new Nana Leaf. I think it's voice activated, but I don't know if it's. Is that I a J for Jackie? It is. Aww. But the best part was that. Oh yeah, it's ran out of room. So there's like a little J. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, dang it. But the things stick really hard. So I knew if I ripped it out, it was going to rip out the whole wall. So I was like, I get yeah. like, well, um, oh, And then enough. here's just a bunch of old video game consoles and stuff like that. So uh, oh, my heart. I know. I'm a, I'm a big nerd. No, um, I love it. I, yeah, that's, that's like great. a dream of mine when I get my own office. I'm, I want to collect like old video game consoles. I know. I'm like, um, it's just... I wake up and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. It's like, yes, oh, that's, that's the whole point. Like when you, when you get a chance to like decorate your own place, you want to wake up and be like, yes, this is my space. This is, you know, all the good vibes in here. That's like what I've got in my office. I've got a bunch of really, really old typewriters. I've got some family memorabilia. Jackie, have I ever showed you my really, really old um, Japanese doll? That no, I'm pretty sure I definitely want to see this. All right, we'll do this. And then I swear we'll talk about my hero academia, but first, Oh my god. Giving you tours. Oh, I'm, I brought it up. He's, right now I'm broadcasting off my phone, everybody. I apologize for that. Yeah. But, um, I'm bringing up the stream on my so, um, computer so I can see this clearly. This is what? Like, uh, like early 50s? If um, My great so uncle brought it back. He was injured in the Korean War by shrapnel. shrapnel. Oh. And oh so they him out um, and took him to a hospital in Tokyo to remove it. And while he was at the hospital, he only had enough money to buy one. And so my grandma had to share it with her sisters because she was the youngest of nine children. So, oh, wow. Yeah. That is an error. He's still alive, dude. too, actually. But oh, thank <laughs> He's a fighter, that is literally. An heirloom. That yeah. is so cool. Yeah, I've also got a cross stitch over here. Well, not an embroidered uh, pillowcase that my great grandmother did. Um, I'm not sure exactly when, so that would be my grandfather's mother. That's a that's a whole story. She was incarcerated. So, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay dropping the the well, right now. Like, not, not not in prison, but in a in a hospital. So oh no. Okay. Thank you, Lindsay. So there you go. Yeah. So she gets to stay over there. But 
All right. Yeah. Um, you guys I like how I'm covering up. I just moved out of the way. I'm covering all this crap on my graph. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's cover that back up again. Yeah, just stand there. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's like my laundry. When I, when I move my laundry basket into the closet and shut the door, I'm like, I know I have to do it, but I'm not going to look at it. Absolutely. All right, there's a reason you can't see my bed in frame. <laughs> it looks awful. <laughs> I can tell there's something on the top of your dresser that's blue. Oh, that's, that's, a, yeah. that's a Charizard. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's all, like ultra. The, I love how we're showing off yeah. our rooms right that's now. My, that's my bed post, and I just display all of my little things on it. So, um, Wait, you moved it and you didn't show it to us? I thought it was good. Okay. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, I have a, I, Sailor Moon, a whole Sailor Moon shelf up there at the top. She just always gets cut off because of my camera, but everything up there is Sailor Moon. I had to put it up high enough that my cats wouldn't jump up there. So it's like, oh, yeah. Smart. yeah. Okay. So before we get started, just remember that we don't do any manga spoilers in the chat. So don't tell us how the battles end because that would make you really mean do that to people so don't do that and um first uh i'm gonna, I'm gonna let aj um tell us what happened but i just want to say that i hope jackie was happy with this episode <laughs> I, I was about to say was this enough was... action for you jack okay <laughs> let him do his premise or his synopsis first and then i sure feedback. Okay. okay so last we left off um Basically, the setup is that Class 1A and Class 1B are competing against each other. Class of 20 students divided into multiple teams. And basically, it's a really elaborate version of Cops and Robbers, where both teams are trying to capture as many members of the other team as possible in a time limit. And throw them in this really cute, adorable cage with the principal's face on it. Um, But what? Is it called the super cute prison or something yeah. like that? Yeah, it had some subtitle on it, like the most non-threatening jail you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but we have a bit of a wild card thrown in there. Uh, Hitoshi Shinso, who those might remember as the mind control kid from the tournament arc, the one who versed Deku in the first round, uh, he has been given a special opportunity to basically prove himself in order to advance from the general studies course to the hero course. Um, but because it creates kind of an odd number, he is going to compete on class 1A for one team and on class 1B for one team. And he just happens to be the very first match with uh, with 1A, and for the last match, he's going to be with 1B. So the first matchup we have from class 1B, I have their names here because God help me. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Hiryo Rin, who is able to produce like dragon scales, like for defense and offense. Uh, Ibarra Sh- uh, Shiozaki, who those might remember as Vine Girl uh, from the tournament arc too. Um, I love her. Mm-hmm. Kose uh, Suburaba, who uh, who is also like during the cavalry battle, he could produce like these little air traps. Um, and Durota. um, Shishida, who basically just looks like a brown version of Beast from the X Men. And (laughs) I I mean, call it like that's a pretty accurate description. (laughs) I like his shades, and he wears like normal glasses when he's like just acting as a student. So I don't think we ever see his eyes. Yeah. Um, But they're going up against uh, Froppy, Denki, Kirishima. um, I forgot. The one who talks to animals, his name. Coda. Coda. And like I said, uh, Shinso is joining. And literally, we stopped. Last episode ended on a cliffhanger with uh, with Class 1B making a frontal assault. And we find out now that the reason why they were able to do a surprise attack is because they stopped right in the middle of Shinso explaining his power and his new accessory on his face, which is a voice modulator. That allows him to alter his vocal cords so he can basically throw his voice out there and sound like other people. Because his power more likely to answer his question, which in turn activates his his power. Yes. He in order to control someone, he needs them to specifically respond to him talking to them. Yeah. And there's all okay. I was like, my first question was going to be if we could like break down his power, like yes, and how it operates because 
I was, I'm still kind of confused. So you need to hear him or you need to hear, but I don't know. I don't get it. I'm not even trying to explain it. So why don't you? Okay. <laughs> so so, me trying and that just failed really bad. It's okay. So basically you have to, he has to say something to you and you have to respond to him. And then his, and he has to in, intentionally think about, I'm going to mind control this person. So he, he like has an intention and then he says something to the person he wants to mind control. And in turn, they respond to him. And once they respond, the mind control starts. So his voice modulator, I mean, it, so if he didn't have the voice modulator, obviously his voice always sounds like himself. So people could get around his power really easily by just never talking to him because then he could never mind control them. Right. So, he so do they the, know that the other students know, like, no, don't they don't No. Well, they, they probably well, know I his general. This guy figured it out because he was intentionally yeah. not talking to him. They they know his general power because remember they all saw him use it during the sports festival, right? But they and don't that, know it's the response thing yet. They might not know specifically how it works, but they were being cautious of. They don't know about his mask, and that's how mm-hmm. Beast gets caught like right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they break out of that immediately. Uh, I don't think there's a t- his. Have any of you seen Jessica Jones? No, but I know what it uh, is. A little bit of it, yeah. Uh, there's a villain in there that kind of has a similar power where um, he needs you to respond to him and then he can completely control you, basically. Oh, um, like, he, he needs to talk to you and that, in turn, like, triggers something in the nervous system. But because of that, uh, anything anything that goes through, like, a massive, like, a strong filter, so basically he can't control someone over the phone. Or he can't control someone using a microphone. Um, he they need to hear his him regularly speaking. So the device alters how his voice is projected. Like it's still him talking, but he that's why he keeps adjusting the monitor on it to make his range go higher or lower. Mm-hmm. And the person he's mind controlling doesn't need to know that they're responding to him. It's all up to him as to whether or not he wants to control this person based on whether or not they respond. And he can't make them do anything complicated. Like, he can make them do simple tasks like walk over there, punch this wall, here, write the word on this sheet of paper. But he can't ask them a question and have, like, he can't interrogate them, basically. Right, okay. This is the Jessica Jones villain? No, 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 no I'm talking about Shinzo. Oh, Shinzo. Shinzo yeah, I, I, I dropped that because his power did kind of remind me of that villain, but it's not worth bringing up the comparison if you guys aren't. Sure, if you guys aren't sure of who he is, this is all about Shinso. Um, so this Shinso is based- can make them do stuff because I, what we've seen so far, I feel like he's just frozen them essentially. Or maybe he can, he can make them really do simple stuff. things. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really simple. Like, like he during- can maybe make the beast guy like pick up an ally and like take them somewhere. Yeah, or, or throw like them or something. Think them, very yeah. simple monkey brain actions. Yeah, like, throw a rock, punch yeah. a wall run yeah. over there he can't like make them take a multiple choice test anything that... oh aj we what? lost him what oh You're we back. can hear you oh you caught back up but you froze oh, for a second sorry uh my internet probably dipped for a second um but yeah he can't anything that requires a higher degree of cognitive thought they can't do so okay. in general yes during this match he mostly used it to stun people and you see, like, two of the people that he mind-controlled in the cage at the end. So he could have easily said, like, turn around and, like, go in the cage. And they would they would do that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, they know about his power. They don't know about the mask. And that's in the, the benefits of that. And this is how they end up winning is, oh, if he can sound like any of our allies, I... And if I respond to, one of my, uh, to him thinking he's one of my allies, I get mind-controlled. I can't talk to anybody. I can't listen to anybody. And that yeah. ends up affecting them in the end because Beast finds Shinso after they like camouflage themselves and try hiding away. And he has his ally saying, no, don't do it. It's a trap. And he's like, nope, I'm not going to listen because you, you might so be funny. Shinso. Yeah. And, but that's yeah. a good strategy. It's basically, yeah. it's, it's a very powerful quirk that Super can both, powerful turn the table like it doesn't matter how strong the enemy is because he can potentially control them if they fall for his trap and in group settings like we see with this he throws off everyone's communication and if the team can't communicate then they're all basically sitting ducks which is how they get them yeah. and uh 
yeah, that's the general, they, they win the first round. That's the general gist of it. I didn't go into the specifics because I figured we would talk about the action choreography and the actual planning of everything during yeah. the episode. So Jackie, was this enough for you? Um, so I will be completely honest. I watched the first half of the episode and I was like, I'm bored. I fell asleep because I was watching it last night, like before I went to mm-hmm. bed. So then I watched the second half this morning and I found the second half much more compelling. I don't know why. Because um, there's I, more going on. I think so. I think, you know, um, I liked that we got to see a lot of Kaminari. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a great, he's a great character. Um, and so I, I don't know if you felt the same way. I felt like they gave, were giving him a lot of time to shine and he wasn't just being an idiot. I, yeah, I hate yeah. to say it. Like he's usually just so dumb and like Loki saying some pervy things with Mineta sometimes, you know what I mean? Like yeah. people love him. Like he's like kind of, I'm, he's like, okay for me. Like, I just think he's like, I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, but it was like great to see him in action and like kicking butt and like actually doing things that were like really helping his team. Like I was like, okay, so he's not just like, useless and annoying um i guess he's never been useless but i was always like why doesn't he use his power better because i mean to have this electricity like i I just feel like that's so powerful so i did like that we were seeing more from him but literally that was like most of the first half of the episode and i was like just not that intrigued when shinzo came to the forefront um i was like very into it because I, i think i was so intrigued um by how his quirk operates. You know what I mean? Um, like you guys broke it down for me, but I was just like, wow, like he just, he's so powerful and he's so, and I think what you love about him is that he's so powerful and he doesn't know he's so powerful. And, um, I think there was a part where like Froppy was like, dude, you're really powerful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was so cute because she was just like, looking at him and she was like, why is this guy apologizing at the beginning of this course and like being like so humble and self-deprecating. And then literally, I mean, in my opinion, he was the main reason why they, they won. You know what I mean? He was just like so immensely powerful. Um, I mean, he took out Shiozaki who I thought was killing it and like a vital part of their team. Um, the whole part with the beast was hilarious. Like I was, I was cracking up. I also loved that, um, we saw the eraser head kind of like homage, you know, where he was like, Oh, he actually used the, yeah, where he uses yeah. the, the wraps. Yeah. He's, he's mini Ayazawa, like a hundred percent. So I think that like, I, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I definitely got really hyped when I saw that. I was just like, mini Ayazawa, yes. Yeah. Cause that's gotta be like an ability. I think Ayazawa probably has been teaching how to do. Yeah. As like extracurricular or something. Right. Cause I mean, yeah. how else has you figured out how to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um so i mean for me it was like i think it was better than um first episode was not fun i was like what are we getting ourselves into but it was a recap episode and an intro you know um i think that we've seen better episodes this season i think it was better than the previous episode but it's it's like it's been fun but it's still just not like leaving me like what you know what i mean and jackie needs like, a villain to like show up and like mix things up like a villain villain yeah yeah, I think, like, for me, um, Shinzo has just been the, an absolute delight. Like, if he wasn't in this at all, like, I would be extremely bored and unhappy. Um, I also love that, you know, Todoroki and Bakugo were even both, you know, we love we love our boys, but they are both quite arrogant sometimes. You know what I mean? And so for yeah. both of them to be like, you hear them acknowledge Shinzo, or at least Todoroki says it out loud, and you can tell Bakugo is even, like, a little shaken by him. And so I think that that really shows how powerful Shinzo is. You know what I mean? Like to make both of them kind of like take a step back. Um, I don't know. It was, it was basically like a, a Shinzo fangirl episode. Like I was just like, Shinzo. You mean me? It was an episode for me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> Chandler said earlier in the chat too, that there was actually, there's some really good animation cuts in this episode for the fights that were like really fluid and cool. And most of them were Kaminari and um, the Beast Guy. Like, there was just a couple of sequences. Like, I think Kaminari, like, jumps over something and, like, slides and then, like, throws the electricity. And there's another scene where, like, the Beast guy's like, I'm just, he starts, like, destroying everything. And it's all very, like, really fluid and really good. Um, the only thing I was disappointed is that, like, Red Riot got taken out kind of early. Like, I thought he was actually going to get, I mean, he got a, a decent scene, but I was surprised at how quick he got 
got yeah. taken out. I think he was honest. the first person that got yeah the first, uh, the first or second person that got captured. Yeah, yeah. Once they had him in there, I wasn't. Once they had him in there, I wasn't sure that uh, that one uh, A was actually going to win because he's kind of their. Um, at least for that team, he felt like he felt like he was the muscle of the team. Whereas, yeah. like, yeah, whereas Sue is more like the the shinobi of the group. You know, she's doing the the stealth stuff. I thought it was clever how they used her gross mucus and put it all over each other. Like, she must have like secreted that and then like put it all over them. Yeah, kind of gross. Yeah. But I mean, clever to like throw off but, the, uh, the beast guy's smell. That okay, so that kind of annoyed me. I was like, okay, so now because I love Froppy. Froppy is best girl, like hands down. But she suddenly has the power to erase smell. Like I was just like, "Come on!" Like, no, that, that, that wasn't it. Smell. It's just that she made them smell like her. Yeah, so they weren't sure which one was her. She covered her mucus on yeah. them because that was the problem. Beast could smell all of them individually and knew where all of them were. So she's like, "I got powers of a frog. Frogs secrete mucus. So if I just okay. smear you with my okay, mucus, okay, I'll take that." Because we'll like, all smell the same. She's yeah. super powerful. You know what I mean? Like I was just like for her to have the ability to erase smell now out of nowhere. But I guess okay, if it was like kind of loosely related to being a frog, I get it. Okay, I'm not mad then. When I, is she gonna? When is she gonna barf up her stomach? Her stomach. And yeah, that's. She like dropped that pack. Yeah, she dropped that pack. She's like, I have frog powers. I can also vomit my stomach and wash it. And I was like, what? Ew. Like. I, I, like there are a lot of really weird frogs out there. Like you know, there's like the ones that like carry all their tadpoles on their back and stuff, and they've got like weird holes in them, and it like gets my tryptophobia going. Really gross. Um, bleh, porous yeah. things, gross. But like, yeah, um, you know. And she, I was also wondering because that mucus that she put on them, I think she said that it's like at least slightly acidic. So I would think that they were like uncomfortable the whole time too, like oh, a burning feeling. That's true. She might have just put it on their clothes. Yeah. And maybe like not on their skin or anything. That's a good point. I, I remember she said that. And Nicholas Dupree just pointed out that in the midterm exam, she did barf up her stomach and wash it with Tokoyami. I don't remember that. I don't <laughs> I remember that so either. I'll block that out too. Yeah. Probably intentionally then. Maybe. That's why. Um, I was. Okay. So we saw Kose, right? And his ability was like, he locked someone like in a cube, right? He makes like an air. Yeah, he makes like air sheets, and he can either shoot them at people, like projectiles, or he can combine them and trap them in a cube. It's no, like solidified cool. air. Yeah, I liked. I liked his power. I liked. I honestly, the one thing that was kind of nice was that we got to see this like a whole different side of class from B, and like I like the reptile kid. I liked. I like these. I love. Um, oh I have my questions God. about reptile kid actually. Yeah. yeah. What's his deal? What's going on with the reptile kid? Okay, well, is the reptile kid related to the dragon lady teacher? Because I think they have, like, the same last name. What? To Ryukyu? Yeah. No? I Maybe they just want to grew in their name because that's Japanese for a dragon, but I thought that they were... Honestly, I'm trying to find the reptile kid. Is it Kebara? Sen Kebara? Uh, they got... They have, Rin they have is their- the reptile kid. And is known as Dragon Shroud. And I don't know that they have. Maybe they don't. Maybe they aren't related. They're just both kind of dragon based heroes. I just thought maybe, you know, me, I'm always trying to assume all the ones that. with her theories, exactly. Yeah, well, I mean, it made sense, right? Like, she's a whole (laughs) dragon thing. If we're talking about Ryukyu, but it's Ryukyu, so that's probably what I messed up on. I want to see an episode where, like, all of the epic ladies from My Hero Academia, like, somehow come together, and it's like that female Avengers moment where they're like all together, and you just like get chills. Um, I love Ryukyu. I love Mount Lady. I love Midnight. Like, uh, Morko, we've seen a little bit of time to shine, but it's just like I'm like, man, I love these ladies, and it's just like I want to see more of them. The, the one thing I have to admit that I, I hope I don't piss everybody off by saying this. I don't like strongly dislike it, but there are so many characters in this show. There's just so many. And it's like, I want them all to have time to shine. And then I feel like so many of the ones that I vibe with just kind of like get left in the background, mm-hmm. you know? 
but I mean, I think it's it's just the way this anime is set up. There's just so many characters, you know. Yeah, we talked about that. I think a little bit last week too. How there was just too too many. Yeah, too many. Yeah, it just seems like the creator has a lot of like cool ideas, and he wants to use all of them. Yeah, that, that we can't enjoy them all to like their fullest extent. It's kind of also the nature of the of the manga industry, where it's like I gotta make as much content as possible. Like if this was, he says the story was already planned, kind of like when he was writing it. Yeah. Um, Who are and, these people that can just like conjure up full like story arcs from beginning to end before they even start? Like, I mean, traditionally you'd want a story to have a proper beginning, middle, and end. It's just when it comes to the way the manga industry, particularly with Shonen Jump, is is structured, it's yeah. there's not a lot of incentive to end your story tightly. I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, they would make money. Yeah, you kind of have to. So yeah. either you can make a short series, but you kind of need it to blow up in order to make back all the work that you're putting into it, which is why it is interesting when like some series do end relatively shortly. I don't think Chainsaw Man lasted that long at all. I think the creator ended it exactly where he wanted to end it, which is admirable because you don't see it that much. But then you have writers like for My Hero Academia and even One Piece, Oda... According to him, he he knows how the series wanted to end for the longest time. He just keeps writing it over and over and over again. He's like, "Why not? It's fun to write, and it's like okay." Um, but that I'm not I think gonna that lie. Is, One Piece is somehow strangely entertaining, even though they're going off on like so many crazy misadventures. Like, I'm a huge a huge fan of Dragon Ball. Like, like I'm like I have like memorabilia all back here. There's a big Dragon Ball right there, actually. But um, there were times where I was like, why is this here? Like, why is this happening? You know, and One Piece is surprising. I've only watched like 60 episodes, but I've been impressed with that. There's a lot of mini stories, but I like the mini stories. You know what I mean? He just, that, to his credit, he comes up with a lot of good little short stories for the crew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because so, he's really good at world building and the world of One Piece is almost a character in and of itself. It's, yeah. And because it, the story is so long, it's, it's, you could argue it's both a strength and, and a weakness in some sense. An idea that he brings up in one arc or like a villain he introduces in one arc, he'll bring back later and be like, it almost seems like, he, yeah, it, it almost feels like he has a big, he had a plan for them all along. Like I know the, the fishman people from like the third or fourth arc all the way at the beginning, they come back and you get so much of their culture and background and all of that, and how it plays into the bigger world, it, it feels necessary. Even if it's not plot important, it just feels good to get that for, it just feels good to know more about this world. It's almost like Lord of the Rings, Tolkien-style world building in Shonen. And I think yeah. My Hero Academia is both trying to do that, but because the scope of the world it's painting is so small, like it's literally just about this, you could argue it, it, this one town or Japan specifically, even though this is all over the world, it's like, oh, uh, because we're specifically focusing on how all might the, I don't think the story necessarily makes it clear all that much if all might not being number one specifically affects Japan or if it affects the whole world. Yeah. Um, I think it's only Japan because the hero rankings and everything, they're all Japanese heroes. But I like when he does introduce characters to kind of offer a different societal perspective on things. But I feel like if this wasn't a jump story, there'd be a much tighter way of talking about those things. Probably, uh, yeah. That was kind of my problem with season four. I love the characters like gentle criminal. I yeah. like him as a character and I like the idea where he's adorable. Yeah. He's adorable. And like, he's, he's a villain, but he's really bad at being a villain because he wasn't meant to be a villain. He just got pushed to be a villain because it's like, well, people in society tell me I'm not good enough to be a hero, which if you think about it, it's kind of how a lot of the other villains are. He's just a more wholesome version of that. Like, it's easy to look at Dobby and Toka and be like, oh, yeah, society kind of rejected them, but they've already sort of gone too far. So we can't yeah. really bring them back. You look at Gentle Criminal, it's like... No, man, you could still be a hero. You can still do it. You don't gotta be bad. It'll like, work out, but, you know. But the thing so, is, we spent a whole arc on him. Yeah. I don't yes. think we needed to do that. 
And I, I think Thank you when, for saying that out loud. Sorry. No, that's fine. And I feel a similar way about this arc. I'm like, oh, it's cool to introduce like class B and get their dynamics and stuff. I feel like we could have done that. Imagine if we had all of this in the licensing exam arc. Oh yeah. Yeah. It could have potentially combined those arcs together. Maybe make yeah. it slightly longer, but show off class B. And I know like in the story, oh, they they separate all the classes and everything because the point is you're supposed to interact with other students. But like I said, this the stuff that this arc introduces doesn't need to happen in this arc, I think. And when we get to the big important stuff a bit late, like the important stuff is Shinso, and there's one big thing that's going to happen in a couple of episodes. We already teased it last episode. I won't be any more specific than that. But when you see what happens, I'm curious what you guys will think because uh, after rereading it, I'm like, this is really cool. This did not need to happen in this arc. Okay. This actually could have happened in the arc after this one. Oh, okay. And, well, and I'll keep my eyes peeled for it. One of my ongoing concerns with My Hero Academia as I've been watching it is there are points where it feels like it's sort of treading the same ground. And usually it's some sort of um, examination of sorts with like just tweaked a little like, oh, this time you know, it's a sports festival. And then the next time it's, um, you know, hero qualification or, or then it was something for, it's kind of like when they did mentors twice and the first time he was yeah. with um, Gran Torino and then the next time he was with Night Eyed. I'm like, this is kind of the same thing. There's only like a few technical differences about like where you're going with this. Like one was a like unpaid internship versus a paid internship sort of, sort of thing or, but at least with the, the, the second internship, we got stuff with Deku. Like the first internship was him meeting uh, Gran Torino and the second one was meeting Night Eye. Like if the arcs are excuses to bring us to those plot points, that's fine. But I do think it wears a bit sometimes, particularly during moments. Like when people say they didn't like the festival arc because not a lot really happened in it. I can kind of agree compared to the stuff that did actually happen into it. I think you could have, and maybe this is why sometimes it's better to read it than to watch it because the episodes need to space themselves out and end in a very specific way. Like you said, Jackie, the, you were bored with the first half of this episode because the first half of this episode was more set up for the second half of the episode. Yeah. Like they yeah, got taken they down. Recap at the beginning. I was they, like, did so recap recap here. they need to pace everything out. Yeah. Um, I think based off of the next match, the, and I'm, I'm curious how this will feel, I think the next match might be a two-episode parter. Okay. So I'm I do excited know, for next match because Mushroom Girl's in next match. Yes. Mushroom Girl's well. in next oh match. God. We've also got, um, uh, oh gosh, I always mess up his name, my evil guy. Tokoyami? Uh, yeah, Tokoyami, and they're saying that he's going to reveal like a new element to his power. I think that was oh in the God, preview. I love him. Yeah, so I want to, you know, I'm excited to see what that is. Um, okay, let's just get controversial of, here. I think Tokoyami should be number one. I do, like everyone's about Todoro Todoroki and Bakugo and Deku, and I'm like, people are sleeping on Tokoyami. I'm yeah. sorry, he is so damn powerful. Maybe I'm alone. Okay. No, alone. no. I think no, he, he is powerful, but that's his handicap. Like he can't control all that power. Oh, all the yeah, time. he doesn't have as much control over it. When he gets that control, it's like lights out. I love every battle with him. I love every scene with him. He's the tortured boy. You know, like I don't know. He's he's trying to, to be really noble about it, though. You kind of yeah. you know, he's, he's also have, very, like this very stalwart personality to be able to maintain the darkness from consuming him come over his shoulders so that's sort of like his Fine. dynamic with his power uh, i've wondered very very chuny yeah is he, yeah he does kind of have like chuny vibes with uh with him like is his power in any way like adjacent to here's me trying to find connections and things that don't exist adjacent to that member of the league of villains who also has just like a shadow head no no like there are no way like Oh, I think it's just a similar power to even Shadow, but to the best of my knowledge, maybe this is revealed in the past two. I'm like behind by about an arc or two. Okay. I don't think anything. I don't. They have no connection. Okay. Like, like I didn't think the characters were connected necessarily, but I was just wondering, like, what if his shadow power is coming from like a similar place? I don't. Yeah. Know. If we're talking about, you know, 
But if we are talking about people with similar powers interacting, I do think you guys will like the next, uh, at least parts of the next episode, because I don't know if you saw this in the preview, we're getting a flashback with uh, Tokoyami with Hawks. Oh, what? I missed I, that. I think a lot of us forgot that Tokoyami interned with Hawks. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. That actually yeah. is You said that what we're going to see What if he's like match? overheard certain things or, you know, because we know Hawks is all up to stuff and they're hanging out a lot. Yeah, that's that. not that's not coming up yet. It's more like Tokoyami, you, you mentioned before that Tokoyami kind of has like this internal conflict a little bit. Yeah. He's he's very chuny. He's very like stoic. He's yeah. got his own insecurities <laughs> and we get a little bit of that in the in the next episode. And Hawks actually kind of helps him with that. Oh, good. And that's kind of what the flashback is about. This. Yeah. I'm excited. Bird duo. Honestly, AJ, you had me very unexcited about the next two episodes. And you told me, oh, it looks like the next two episodes is going to be another match. I was like... No, no, all but... the episodes are going to be matches for a while. I don't think we'll get, like, the big thing until the final match, which I guess at the pace things are going, uh, if the next one's going to be a two-part and being generous... Why do they do this to us? Like... You know what I do have to admit, though? With season four, we had the overhaul arc, and then that was followed by the festival arc, and I was, like, so hyped after the, after the overhaul arc, and so for it to, to end kind of, like, bleh, it was, like, not cool. For this to start kind of, bleh, and, like, it, you guys are promising, like, a, you know, a big kapow ending, it makes me hold out hope, though, at least. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, okay, it's going to come. You want to end up here instead yeah. of starting here and going there. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I've had a lot of arguments with people over which season's better. Um, personally, I'm a big fan of season three. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Bakugo, so I love when Bakugo and Deku face off and, like, Bakugo, like, breaks down and he's like, well, I'm always number two to you and I don't understand why. You know what I mean? And, like, why did All Might choose you? And, like, all his insecurities come out. Love that. Um, and then, obviously, One for All versus All for One. Like, that's just in my opinion, like probably one of the best moments in the series, you know? Um, but I had, got, had huge arguments with my friends over season four. And I was just like, you cannot vouch for season four with that festival art. Like you just can't, <laughs> you can't, I'm sorry. Like I will, the overall arc is amazing, but like this, that season, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just being too mean to the festival arc here, but. I, I think the festival arc was, was fine. I think it could have been a bit shorter. Could have been a bit I shorter. I like what it was trying shorter. to do. Make that I, I liked. Um, I liked earphone Jack getting the opportunity to kind of like lead the group a little bit in something, even though it wasn't like fighting related. You know, like she assigned people to their different roles, and then we got to see um, Pinky. You know, teach teach um, teach Deku how to dance and stuff. And I so I thought like those moments were cute and fun because it even though. So we don't usually get to see some of those characters like really take any kind of leadership role because their powers aren't, they're more like reconnaissance or things like that. So, I mean, I enjoyed the, that aspects of the art. I did think it was a little bit long. Lindsay, um, Attack on Titan had a festival episode and it was an episode. And I it don't was fun. even remember it. it what was did they so do? Like, like try to go out and like, Eat karage and then like a titan attack or something like no it was it was like the three little kids um gabby and falco and then oh the right kids. right i don't want to spoil anything if anyone see but yeah and yeah. they were having a great little festival day and like i even was okay with that like but it was only 20 minutes yeah yeah. So let's keep it to an episode, folks. I would have even taken two. Best part was too long, so I think three would have been fine. How many was it, AJ? Do you remember? Uh the second the second half of season four. Yeah. It was about episodes, right? It was about no, I, yeah, it was somewhere between like seven and ten, maybe. Yeah, no, it the was first long. The first like, half was, was a bit longer than a standard course, so the second half was like just under ten episodes. I would have done like four for like the whole planning and the and I say one. Chandler is like, um, Attack and Titan and My Hero Academia are very different stories, cannot be judged the same. I agree, but I just, I'm sorry. That fest spark, I'll never be able to defend that. Mm -mm. Gentle <laughs> Criminal is a, is a good character. Here's the thing. Good None, for an episode. Good for two episodes. I think with what a lot of people are, we're not saying any of the stuff is particularly bad. It's more a matter of how it's paced and how it's distributed. Agreed. Yeah. Yes. Like, 
the characters are great and the ideas are, are the ideas are good. It kind of I had a similar issue with um did you guys watch Assassination Classroom? Uh some oh, of it. I didn't it. Yeah. That that had a similar case. That had the kind of the opposite problem where uh it had a big cast but it only focused on a few select characters. Time, and then at right? the end it, it ended by like trying to celebrate all the characters and I'm like I I know, know intimately maybe a handful of you, not yeah. all of you. But yeah. that's where the animes fall. I think the manga goes more into it. I think it's one of those things where it was one of the first series where I'm like, I kind of could have used more filler on all of these different characters. Whereas so, yeah. with my hero, I think it's kind of stuck sometimes where it's like, we know where the big intrigue characters are. And it's great when characters get their own individual episodes. Like you guys mentioned, you mentioned the overhaul arc. I think a lot of people swear by Kirishima's episode when when he goes like full, when he does his Great. full hard earned mode. Yeah, and his like, eyeballs get all. It's like, like he, he had his, like thing over his eyes. That was a moment to shine, and it also progressed the story because him confronting that guy with his hard earned mode was a great character moment. Actually, he got two character moments. He had that and the when he was fighting with Fat Gum. Yes, he Kirishima got a lot of airtime. You got a lot of airtime, and, and it worked for him because I like him a lot now. Like yeah. you know, and I remember who he is. So, so remember in Naruto, and I'm sorry, this is going to seem kind of random, but like I felt like they did a very good job of dedicating episodes to my Naruto, Naruto's pacing. We could go into forever, so I, yeah. I really even opened up this can of worms. But I did think that they did a good job with character episodes, like Gara's backstory. Dude, I cried like every time I watched that. Um, the whole backstory between um when Kakashi's a kid, oh my god, why am I blanking? Is it Toby, right? His like rival, like that was amazing. Like it's like I wish that My Hero Academia did some more of those, like just this episode's dedicated to their backstory. Oh, okay. I, I agree. I mean, we used to get that stuff in like Sailor Moon and stuff too. You'd get yeah, an Amy, oh my god. You get like an Ami episode, you get a Ray episode, you get a Makoto yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, Jackie, one of my favorite arcs in Naruto was the, uh, I think a lot of people swear by this arc, the Sasuke retrieval arc, yeah. where oh, they're yeah. all going to go get, like, it's a group, they're all going to go after this one person, and then the group split up, and it's like one person versus one, and you get one or two episodes focused on their backstory, their powers during this fight that you know is important because if the good guys don't stop them here... Then bad things are going. Then bad things are going to happen, or it's going to be at a disadvantage to the other teammates. Yeah. And I like, and that's why I like the overhaul arc because we did get episodes strictly like that. We got why Kirishima is so like gung ho and obsessed. He wasn't always like that, mm -hmm. and he, he needed to kind of refine that self, and it worked out. Even um, uh, Sun Eater, the number two hero, I did not think we would get any backstory about why he wants to be a hero or anything like that. Yeah. His he's episode, so great. He's so adorable. I love he him. He is. Yeah. And his he's relationship like so with Mario is really like, cute. Yeah. Can we put I, up the, the verses for the next match image again right before we, we sign off? Because mm -hmm. I had a couple of really quick questions. So first, okay. So for class 1B, we've, I mean, Mushroom Girl, like, yeah. So and then, you know, we, we know Ken, uh, Kendo is her name, right? The martial artist who can make big mm -hmm. hands. We've seen her before. Now, uh, shadowy looking guy and manga face. I don't think we've met them before. And I don't know that we saw any little clips of what, like, manga face guy is supposed to be about. His design's ridiculous. It reminds me of, like, something, like, Deadpool-esque. Just, like, where he's got to be. Or maybe more like Rohan from JoJo or something is kind of what I'm thinking i don't know anything about him but uh we did get to see some cool clips of uh shadow guy there and it looks like he does the traditional like shinobi thing where he can come out of shadows um, yeah so i think we've seen a little bit from him manga guy i i did not remember yeah he was, he like, was in so the background of like season two was he i have remembered him yeah yeah i like, remember during this the festival though, because, um he looks really cool so as a parent, I'm always like looking at these characters and like wondering like when did the the quirk related like physicality start? Like like for manga face. Like did he always have <laughs> a manga face? Was he like a little baby with a manga face? 
did his face slowly turn into that as he grew older and his parents just sort of watched in horror as his face turned into a piece of paper like I think it's the I think it's the latter. I think it's one of those things where uh, because there are different types of quirks. There's like right. three types of quirks. There's uh, activation quirks, where basically you can just turn your quirk on and off. Uh, then there's also mutation quirks, which is basically it is a permanent thing that your body is just always doing. Right. So like, and it can't turn off. So like, Invisible Girl, that's a mutation. Yeah. She will always be invisible. Uh, to, Do you uh, think her to, parents miss her? <laughs> her parents might want to be invisible. I, I'm trying to remember. Do we see? They could do, she could do like what the baby did in, in JoJo and like wear makeup on her Oh, face. that'd be horrifying. There is a, there's a fan, there's like a, uh, a fan comic I remember reading where, because a lot of people ship her with Tail Dude. There's a fan comic I read. Oh, I don't, Tail Dude's tail would kind yeah. of be like a deal breaker for me dating wise I think I just like couldn't there's a couple of them like really? that like, like he's a nice weird. guy he's a nice guy but the tail is kind of like maybe if it was like pure kangaroo it's the hair on the end of it like if it was like a kangaroo tail or um yeah maybe more kangaroo with less hair at the end I, would, I, I ain't would gonna cool. lie I've never noticed the hair on the end and now that you pointed it out it is kind of weird to well it's kind of like the guy who grows all the all the hands out the side of him that have eyeballs in them like great hero ability but you know what though we've never seen under that mask Lindsay. so he could be hot what if he's gorgeous under there that's what i'm saying like just i he came in and he's got a bunch of hands that do weird things i mean i don't know jackie that's we gotta keep this i didn't mean that in a perverted way i'm just saying just saying it's not like the tail, you know what I mean? This is like, what we should really anyway, be doing for this done, podcast, is just, you know. Yeah, we're going to end on that, I think. Yeah, we're just going to make sure Jackie stuff. doesn't talk anymore. His <laughs> <laughs> so eyeball hands gross me out. Nice guy. Eyeball hands gross me out. That's all I'm going to say. I bet he's super hot under the mask. It's sure. <laughs> <laughs> just like. <sighs> yeah. Maybe we'll get an episode about him where we go into his backstory of really? why he always wears that. I don't know. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> it's like, definitely not this arc. Okay. Yeah, but it's like, like a Kakashi situation, you know? Because, I mean, Kakashi, like, pulled it down. He had, like, a beauty mark, right? Yeah. It was, it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll it was, like, it was like an early um, Gojo. Like, early, early Gojo. Yeah, I do love Gojo that just, like, episode. the prettiest person alive, and you're just like, why? Yeah, you couldn't date him either. You're like, I can't take you anywhere. You're too good looking. I can't stand <laughs> next to you. This is like harshing. God. Yeah, agreed. Go back anyway. to Paradise Island with all the other beautiful people. Yeah. He's anyway. arguably one of the best looking like anime characters I've ever seen. It's yeah. like his eyes. Like his eyes are just like, yeah. whoa. And then he's tall. And then he's got like this hilarious personality and like you're perfect you're just the perfect human that's yeah. oh okay. zuzu in the chat just said that um he wears a mask because he once made a kid cry and he's worn a mask ever since please tell me that's not the case please uh, the creator said that's why he wears a mask because his face so maybe he's full of fangs under there or something or maybe he doesn't have a mouth <gasps> maybe he, Yo, maybe he, he eats through mouth. his hands yeah, I mean, yeah. his cork lets him grow limbs and move them around throughout his body. So, because so if you notice, he oh mostly pops through like his hands. Oh, his tentacle mouth okay. throwing, though he doesn't have a face. Yeah. Y'all are blowing my mind right I kind of like him better now because now he's sort of like got a Cthulhu kind of vibe monster thing going on. And that's kind of cool. I so. do wonder how he passed the hero course because. We've never seen him attack anybody. It's always been like reconnaissance and stuff. Yes, yeah, scouting. What if he can spit through them? But he looks athletic. Like he's like probably a, just like he normal just spit. Strength, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. He could grow extra limbs and like I guess break stuff. Um, to Trevor T's question, you can watch it on Funimation and Crunchyroll. Yes, and the dub has started. Yeah. Uh, it's about two episodes behind, and I think it starts airing on Toonami this this sat this coming Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be on Toonami as well, so that gives you like three options, really. Yep. People so, still have DVRs; you can record it. Yep. Okay. Yay! All right, all right, well, guys. Well, that was a wacky journey. 
I think we discovered a few things about ourselves. We did. <laughs> Jackie. Awakened a few things. Gonna head over to TV after we get done with this call. Um, just kidding. All right. So thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back again uh, here on YouTube at nine Eastern, six Pacific. I always read that when it comes up because I never know what time it is. Um, what is time? What are, what are clocks what for? What day is it? Yeah. I don't know. All right. So uh, see you guys all next time. And Bye. I'm going to go lay down with my COVID shot. Yes. Bye. Thanks for coming through, Lindsay. Oops. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.